0: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the gangster Chronicles.
1: Uh, let's go, welcome, this is Michael Call, this world Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts Super fly, nice guy And pray if you
0: need the word Probably dressed to the night. Come
1: on, get ready for the star search winner An OG three times, this ain't no beginner Whether you in your house, you on your break-out, out to dinner On your job, in your car, turn it up it's a Michael Call, Michael talks to everybody Michael Call, yeah, Michael talks to everybody Michael Call, yeah, Michael talks to everybody You know what it is, shine.
2: Woo, Michael talks to everybody, y'all. How y'all doing? Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a good day today. Oh, man, I love this job so much because I get to talk to absolutely magical people. Have I had a magician on there yet? I need to bring a magician on, but they won't see the... Act. They just had to take his word for. It. Okay. Anyway, but today, <laughs> <laughs> today I have with me a very man. Magi- well, I
3: can do. I can do that magic.
2: <laughs> yes, a very magical gentleman, my friend Ricky Ross. And a thousand years ago, he was Freeway. Right? Freeway Ricky Ross. But we want to make a distinction, not to be confused with Rick Ross, who is the uh, rapper who stole his name. Oh, you can't say stole because they battled for it till he wrenched it away from you. Yeah, you have to do it. I was reading. I was reading out, he almost got it then you got it back then he almost got it then they said he could have it it was like a tug of war but it's an, it's sort of a I don't know it should be sort of like uh, an honor that somebody would want think your life is so awesome that they want your name. And I think your your life is awesome enough for someone to want to acquire that name. So welcome to the show,
3: Ricky Ross. Thank my you, friend. thank you, thank, H- thank how you, thank you, been? my friend. How you been? We've been friends since I've been home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. From the very you know, beginning. You know, you know, do you know, dude, you, know uh, you probably don't even remember where we met at. Where? It wasn't my house, was it? No, I was in Chicago. Okay, okay. I was I was doing a high school tour in Chicago and we didn't have nothing to do at night. And they said, Man, Michael Cartier is going to be doing a show. So we went to your show and and we snuck, we snuck backstage and, uh, me and you've been cooled ever since. I I, I came to your house right after that. You invited me to the house for for the potluck. Right. Oh, right. And we've been kicking it ever since.
2: When did this guy bring you to my house to show you how he works out with me? When was
3: that? That was after we'd we'd already been friends for for a few months then. Oh, okay. And he showed up thinking he was showing off because he was bringing you (laughs) to my house. But he's really bringing you
2: to the house so he can show off for you that he works out with me. And, you know, that pretty much ended us because— he wore me out trying to show off for you. I was doing all these <laughs> exercises and things. I get up the next morning and fell down, brother. I couldn't even stand up. I just fell on the floor. Man. And I was like, what the heck? Because I had pushed too hard and some things, I guess, had swollen. I had some, some what do they call it? Uh, um, inflamed. Yeah, my body became inflamed, but I didn't know. But my whole lower back from doing that thing, remember, Inflammals. he had me on the floor like the dog where you push your leg up and back. And I was doing that thing. I'm going to show off. Oh, dude, I was messed up about that, man. And that's, I remember
3: that. I thought you did that like that all the time. No,
2: not that hard. You know, I would do a little bit of that, a little bit of this. But he was trying to show off. We're
3: trying to let, let you know that he could get down, right? So... I did way more. He was. I, I think he was trying to recruit me. He was. He was. So, you know, I, I I was still a little cut up then. You know, I had that chill. Yeah. So he was ready it, to so. handle
2: anything. Handle anything. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
3: I probably I, I probably could have handled that. That's little right. Work, you could have. You could. It was great though. I did like
2: working with him. I just you know, I had to move on to greater things. Greater things. Okay. And still my body is like that of an atlas. But that's another story. I am here with Ricky Ross, um, uh, author. And now motivational speaker, yes?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And don't you have something else, another business? I'm a serial entrepreneur. A serial entrepreneur. You know, my, used my, to my sell dispensary, Captain Crunch. I'll, I'll be
3: open up. <laughs> I'm sorry, go <laughs> ahead. I, I'll be opening up my dispensary here in about three or four more weeks, and I hope, I hope you're in town. I, I know you don't smoke. I'm, at least you didn't mm-hmm. inhale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is this... So are you going full <laughs> circle? Didn't you start? No, this is pretty legal. much that last one was that, that last one was illegal.
2: Oh, oh, okay. All right. This one's legal. Okay.
3: <laughs> this one I got a license. I got a license for this one. The city okay. The city okay this There's one. There's a lot of people
2: listening to this show that they have never heard me. Matter of fact, they've never even heard of me and they haven't heard of you. Can we briefly speak your story? You want me to tell it? You probably tell it better than me because
3: you know the facts. You know that's what Mark Twain but, you know, they could just go to my website and pick the, and, and pick the book up. So just give them a little tidbits, just enough to whet the appetite. Freeway Ricky Ross, The Untold Autobiography. Mm. And the reason we said The Untold Autobiography, because, you know, I've been all on all the news, Nightline, Dateline, 2020, mm-hmm. and, and uh, all these shows. And, and they told my story for me. Mm. But did they get it right? I mean, you know, they hit they 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 get some things right. At the end of the day, you know, you want to tell your own story. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark Mark
2: Twain said. When I get introduced, I rather introduce myself. That way, I get all the facts straight. So yeah, come on, with it. Tell me, give me
3: your brief introducing you to Freeway Ricky Ross, the one and only. Mm-hmm. My mom uh, moved to California when I was about four years old, and. Uh, You know, I was growing up just like any other kid. Thought I was going to be an airplane pilot, a police officer, something like that there. You know, stay on the right side of the law. Wanted to be a gangbanger at one time when I was about 10, 11 years old. And I was like, ooh, the clips (laughs) look cool. (laughs) (laughs) Why not?" Like them them colors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I didn't know they killed at that time.
2: Oh wow! Okay. I thought they just okay. I
3: thought they just hung out and was cool, you know. Wow! Okay. <laughs> and And wore blue rags and wore blue rags with khaki suits. I said, "Damn, I need me more khaki suits." You could belong. You could belong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so around twelve years old, thirteen, I started playing tennis. Uh, got pretty good at it. Went to uh, high school and made all city, uh, but I never learned how to read and write. So after uh, high school, thought I was going to be going to college, and uh, I was in for a rude awakening that they didn't allow people who couldn't read and write into college. Right. No matter how good they, their athletic skills were. Right. Was. And I found myself back in South Central Atlanta. Let's stop for a second, though. Let's stop for
2: a second. Did, how much did that hurt? Because you was going to Dorsey High, and you really want to be you – know, you really want to play tennis. And then you're stopped because you're illiterate, not because you can't play tennis – because you couldn't really read and write. Right. Did, how
3: did that, did, did that hurt you? And do you still carry some it was, of that? It was crushing. It was crushing. It was crushing. You know, uh, my, my, all my friends, the guys that I hung out with were all going to college. Wow. I was going to major colleges. And for me not to, uh, to go along with them after I had put in the, the same kind of work on the tennis court, or maybe even more on the tennis court than they mm. had, uh, it, it, was, it was kind of crushing to me. And I found myself back in the hood you know, where I had grown up. The, the thing about tennis is I, I lived in South Central, but I didn't really stay in South Central. And, and what I mean by that is that I would leave the house at six in the morning going to school with, to Dorsey. Right. And I wouldn't come back until seven, eight o'clock at night, time to go to bed, you know, eat, take my bath, go to bed. The next morning I did the same thing all over again. So I, I had become kind of immune to the life that went on in South Central, you know, the, the gang banging, the drug. Right, business. you wasn't and, seeing all of that. Right. I wasn't seeing all that. And now that uh my tennis dream was over, I'm back in South Central LA. Now you see what's going on in there. Now I see what's going on. After hanging out for a while, you know, I found my niche. You know, I started off hanging out with the car thieves. I started stealing cars. And I went from stealing cars to uh selling drugs, starting a drug business with $125. My partner had 125. And before I got arrested, you know, I had days I made as much as three million dollars in one day. That's a good not, day. Not every day, but just I had days like that. But
2: not that. Well, you know, it's funny. We, I, I One of the things I do is I, I, I take comics into the prisons and do comedy for the inmates for free. I, I did it for like 14 years. Today, we had two guys on my morning show who were both in. Uh, Terminal Island for months when I would come in and they came into on the show and talked about how, man, they would change their behavior when they knew the comedy show was coming. They were not going to get in no trouble that day because they want to make sure they saw that comedy show. Now those brothers are out and they making money advertising. And he was like, man, if I ever knew I could have made this much money talking, I'd have never sold them drugs. You know?
3: Yeah. No, no, no doubt. Well, you know, a lot of it is, 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 Exposure, you know. Mm-hmm. I I believe that you you know. You know uh, I know people try to uh, label us blacks as uh, thugs and 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 dope dealers and, and so forth. But I believe that we are victims of, of our environment. You know, uh, uh, whatever's going on in the community, we pick it up. And the first the first entrepreneurs that that a young black man or woman gonna see, and you know, they stand in the ghetto, is more than likely gonna be a drug dealer. Maybe a pimp, maybe a pimp, mm. maybe a prostitute, you know, uh, uh, especially if it's somebody that looks like them. Right. Right. You know, uh, uh, I can count the number of businesses. You know, I, I still stay in South Central right now and I can count the number of businesses that blacks own in this, in this community. Probably on one hand. Yeah. But almost every
2: community, no matter how, impo- how impoverished, there's always two or three black millionaires in there, too. Always. And they had that one house that you don't go to. You know, that's brother. I don't
3: know if they. I, oh, you think they leave once they get the money? I don't money. know if they stay. I don't know if they stay in the ghetto anymore. Mm, I hate that part. Yeah, once they get that money, they leave. You know, you don't want to be. You got millions. Yeah, you don't want to be in 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 the ghetto. You know. But wait,
2: what's the name? Tiffany Haddish still lives in the hood. She still lives in her same house in South Central, and she got millions. But she just a different kind of sister. But she still lives right off Western.
3: Yeah, you got to take your hat off to Tiffany. I, I mean, I, I stayed here, but I understood the, the consequences that, that go along with that being in the hood, you know, uh, so the jealousy, you know, uh, I, I did. A, I did a speech a couple of weeks ago and and, and I, I, I talked about how, and excuse my French, how fucked up our thinking has gotten black people's thinking has gotten really fucked up. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying right, right. the majority, though. Our uh, thinking is it, fucked up right now. You know
2: uh, what is that train of thought? You think we're thinking in general, most of us. What is that thought? What, that's well, you so know, up?
3: if 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 you can't wear your gold change in the hood without worrying about somebody killing you mm. over over a piece of gold, mm. you know, I mean, when when we stop valuing life to the point to where it's not worth a piece of gold or, uh, or a jacket or a pair of shoes or even a bag of money. You know, I don't think that, that we should place none of that over, uh, over human life. I think that, that uh, we are the greatest thing on earth and we all should respect each other, you know, with, with, with that type of apony. I think that's how you pronounce it. You know I ain't got it. That's, right. that's
2: right. Well, look, <laughs> you learned how to read in prison, right? You learned how to read in prison. I did. Okay, I did. look, we're going to take a break. But before that, one quick question. So how did Mama and Daddy Ross... Feel about your enterprise.
3: My father, I didn't really know my father. You know, I spoke to him a few times on the phone. And my mom, when when I first started, you know, she and she first found out, she she was disgusted. You know, my mom was one of those diehard Christians. You know, right? And you used to hide the money from your mama, by. Buying homes and
2: buying properties and things. Of course. Of course. Okay. All right. Go ahead.
3: ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she threw some of that holy water on you. Boy, bless you, boy. Mm. Lord save you. Lord Mm. save you. So, uh, uh, and then she begged me to get out. Can you get out? Can you get out? I said, Mama. we're going to stop right there. Mama begged you to get out. We're
2: going to pick it up from there. As soon as we come back, we are going to sell something to somebody. Hey, y'all, Michael talks to everybody. Today, I'm talking to Freeway Ricky Ross, my man, 100 grand, who's turned his life completely around and is soaring right now. And he's got a new book, and y'all need to get it.
0: We'll be right back. The wait is over.
3: Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Tuesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
2: And we're back. Hey, we're here with Freeway Ricky Ross.
3: Now, where we left off is... We're talking about mama. So mama what now? She was begging me to get out. She said, she said boy, you in the mob? And I said to myself, mama, I am the mob. <laughs> <laughs> I sell to, to the Crips and the Bloods. I said, I sell to the Crips <laughs> and the Bloods. Wow. Could I ask? So I'm, I'm only about 23 years old, 24 years old. I ain't never read a book. I ain't never watched the news. What kind of money then were you making at 23? I was doing about two three $300,000 every day every day. well how do you
2: hide that kind of money even
3: with property that's a lot at that time I had my own houses
2: okay so you just hid it had it in safes and yeah, backyard yeah. in the ground and shit. okay yeah yeah I wouldn't <laughs> stand with mama no more <laughs> how close is this to snowfall or how close is snowfall to your journey the the TV show
3: it, it's it's pretty it's pretty close. But did they get off on, you know, on the killing? Uh, one of the things that I had vowed when I, when I got into the business is that mm-hmm. I would only kill somebody in self-defense. I vow I that to this day. I, I do, too. You know, I mm-hmm. would only I would only hurt somebody if I felt they were trying to hurt me or hurt one of my family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I stuck to that in, in, inside the business. So. Right. So that's a big difference in the show. But they have to have dramatic effects for the show. But, yeah. Well, you know what uh, they—they think that uh, you know Hollywood thinks that if we don't act like buffoons, black people won't watch it. You know that's one of their 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 uh, perceptions of of the black audience that that we want. You know to let you me see ask, a lot of killing in. And- did you see any parallels to your
2: life in there? I mean, the one that I see right off the top is he was trying to hide the money from his mama too, because I guess that would be your first. Big problem if all of a sudden you got money, you ain't had nothing, and all of a sudden you coming in with Gucci socks and shit. That's when gas is 25 <laughs> cents a gallon.
3: You can't put gas in your car. And so, then you roll up in a Mercedes. <laughs> explaining to do? Well, you know what Mama said? When when she first found out that something was going on with all the Cadillacs and the the Benzes and the Rolls Royces, they all pulling up to, to her house. And she like... Mm-hmm. Where all these people come from? <laughs> oh my goodness. This ain't this ain't Nappy Head from around the corner. Uh uh, you know the boy stay around the corner. This ain't him and the other boys, fat boy stay around the, you know, they, they where they at? Where they at where now? At? Yeah. You got new friends. <laughs> oh my God. So is your mother still with us? No, she passed about five years ago.
2: Five years ago. How did it affect her when you had to actually do
3: real time? Oh, you know, one of the one of the worst things that I believe That happened in my life was the day that I got sentenced and and to see my mom break down in the courtroom was 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 really painful for me. You know,
1: uh,
3: Mm. and and I I felt that she felt that she had lost her best helper, you know, Mm. because, you know, matter of fact, she passed. My mom passed in this room that I'm in right now.
2: What? Now, what room is that in the house? This is my bedroom.
3: In your bedroom. Uh, She's
2: passing your arms. You were there with her.
3: No, I just left. I think I left the house about 15 minutes when they called me and say, uh, Mom, just passed. But, you know, one of my dreams while I was in prison was to be home to uh, assist her. if, Because, if, um, you know, I had a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Right. You didn't tell us that part of the story, though. I know, I know, but I thought everybody already knew that part. Don't nobody know that shit. Don't nobody. Well, that's why they got They got to the oh, read, read the book, people. They got to read the book. Read the book,
2: and you will find <laughs> all the stories <laughs> in here, man. The stuff that happened, the contras, the CIA, the spies, the drugs, the money. Now movies, that's the other stuff. That's the other that's stuff. That's a wonderful that, story. All right, go ahead. That
3: that that, that um uh, the snowfall, you the CIA, right. Right. They bit on that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they had they had a few things. I, I You know, you know, I, I had a job for a little while. You know, I never had a job before, but I did get a job and they used to pay me to analyze Snowfall. So that uh, oh, really? was the first job I ever had was to analyze Snowfall. They didn't give me what? no money from Snowfall, but I did get some money out of it. Anyway. <laughs> what? And you analyzed it for them? I analyzed it for one year. You know, I would go watch the show because it was hard for me to watch the show. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that the way that betrayed. Uh, well, and I know why they don't want to do my story. You know, because they don't want to show a black man as as brilliant as I as I was at 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 that age. Uh, you know, I, I only wonder now what would have happened if I would have had somebody like myself to to mold me. Mm-hmm. To- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: You'll still be kingpinning it. I mean, you was young and making crazy money, so you bankrolled Anita
3: Baker's first album? Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy story, you know. Wow. uh, (laughs) Tell me. uh, Otis Otis Smith, um, Mm -hmm. who you saw on Beverly Glen Music, uh, used to to pay me to play tennis with his son. And uh, one day I'm at a tennis match out in uh, Santa Monica and he's getting beat up by uh, the Stanford tennis team and you know, you can't beat up my friend that used to buy me tennis shoes, and right. think I'm gonna sit there and let you beat him up. So that's I had a cell phone then. I, I had a cell phone, yeah. So I what? got on my cell phone, and my boys had cell phones. I said, "Hey, I need y'all right now in Santa Monica." Ten minutes, they was there. They they beat Stanford's tennis team to a pulp for, oh for hit for hitting my partner, and then uh, me and him went out for dinner. He told me that he had this artist that sung like a Markenberg, and. Mm. Uh, he needed some money to put her out, and uh, I didn't forget what he had did for me when he mm-hmm. bought me the Medita tennis shoes and them brackets, and Is I gave right? him 600000 he needed to uh to put the record out.
2: What? So was it an investment or a gift? Uh,
3: it was supposed to have been an investment, but it turned well, out to be a, a it. gift. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. You know how, wow. now you know how people, it's like, if you give them some money, they're going mm-hmm. to kick you in the ass. They don't know you no more. They I got a friend know. like that, an ex-friend I'm chasing right now. Yeah. Gave if you money want to keep now, a friend, she won't if, even answer. If you want to keep a friend, don't loan them no money. Don't loan them no money. Or give it's, a loan of money and stay fine. It's better to give it to them. You just
2: give. Then At least you don't have to be mad later because the shit ain't coming back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just man. gave you that. Hey, I just gave you that. Just keep that.
2: So I think it's, it's brilliant that you did a full turn from being a famous American former drug trafficker to now an author and a motivational speaker. And you still have your wits about you and you still understand what's going on in your community and you still make it happen. And you must have your wits about you if
3: you're about to open a dispensary because that's where all the money is. Well, you know, my goal is to uh, to become the king of marijuana. Uh-oh. Well,
2: I don't know. It's, uh, Snoop going to have to leave the country for you to do that shit, ain't it? Well, Snoop
3: ain't. Snoop ain't uh, I'm, you know, Snoop is a rapper.
2: But Snoop killing it on that weed game, no brother. His farms, his brand. Not comparing nobody. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just
3: saying. I hear you. I hear you. I see y'all even doing stuff together, brother. Um, you know, I love Snoop. I don't love too. me. We 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 good. We just haven't done any business together. But yeah. uh, uh but this we business, you you know, it, it really it really no blacks really is making a footprint in this we business. To be honest with you. They're not, not they're even not, Snoop. Not even Snoop, not Mike. I, I don't know no anybody. Mike
2: Tyson.
3: I don't know anybody that it's really the, the white guys is is really making the money in the weed business. And mm. and the Armenians. The Armenians is 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 killing it too. I mean, they making enough money where they could uh they could save the black community. What? They could save the black community. They could save the black community. They make okay. enough money to save the black community. Every every black kid in 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 the black community would have laptops and tutors and wow, really wouldn't happen. They wouldn't have to ride for ad Jordans no more. They could,
2: Okay, okay. Here we're we're winding this thing down. Tell me what you've learned in this very pictured life of yours. You've done a lot, you've had money,
3: you've had, been up and down, you've been in and out. What have you learned? Well, one of, one of the most important lessons that, that I would tell anybody is that you have to be careful what information you are taking in because mm-hmm. that information that you take in is gonna be the information that dictates who you are. And right. I, I allow myself to take in information from drug dealers. You know, mm-hmm. I allow drug dealers to come in and influence me on who I should be and, and what direction I should be going in, and that will forever be a mark that's on my on my record. So, how how old were you though when they first influenced you, Mike? I'd have to go back to Superfly. Superfly, love. Yeah, because 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 listen, they, these guys they brought me to drugs the first time, but mm-hmm. Superfly planted the seed in my mind that you can get rich with it that you can get rich with and that a black mm. man won. You remember? You Did you see that black man win in Super Bowl? Wow. You didn't yeah. see that. You didn't see that, Mike. You don't remember that part. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> it ends up, well, they putting the bag in the shopping bag
3: and the old lady walked out like she had laundry, but she really had the money in the bag. And then he was able to tell them white cops, that doing my dirty laundry ain't going to help you. Mm-mm. So he really, <laughs> he, he beat the cops. Exactly. At their yeah. own game. He did. And I saw and a black I'm- man. I saw a black man do that. Wow. Do you did you think? ever see Sweetback? Did you see Sweetback? I didn't see Sweetback. Oh, wow, right, I, I was go go still ahead. young when they came out. I was only yeah. My you cousin. was you were, my, cousins, my cousin, snuck me to the theater. Wow. He, he snuck me to the theater back then. So so when I see this black man win, I start second guessing Arthur Ashe. Mm. Do I really want to be like Arthur Ashe? That's my man, but. Uh, do I Let's want a do- briefcase full of money? Huh. <laughs> and, I, and I tell that. Hey, and, and, and his woman, his woman, hey, his woman was so fine. Oh, yes. Wasn't that our friend? She's in the bathtub scene.
2: Yeah. They did a bathtub scene in Superfly. Frazier. That was a, an actress friend of ours named Sheila Frazier. Oh, you she knew her? She was the woman, and I still know you her. You know her? Yeah, she was in the bathtub scene with Superfly. Absolutely. Well, she, she was so fine. She was so fine. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. <laughs>
3: hey,
2: oh I woke up God. that theater that
3: night. I said, I want me some of that.
2: Wow. And so, so you said, well, this is the lifestyle I'm choosing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then when that tennis failed on me, when tennis went under, because I was already questioning, you know, I was already. Then that's
2: all you needed. That's all you needed to say, I'm going this other direction. That's all I needed. It didn't take much. It ain't take well. That was a lot, though. Actually, it was much because you really loved tennis. That really was your vision. That was your dream. That's the thing do. you want. I still
3: do. I got two. Yeah, babies. I got two babies. They hit that ball. You see Coco. You see Coco win that uh, that U.S. Open. Yes. I said that yes. could have been my baby. I said that could have been my baby. <laughs> I was trying to
2: see if I could. Oh, it didn't come up though. I was trying to see if I could pull up the Sheila Frazier picture to show you. But when you get when we get off this call, I want you to go online and pull up Sheila Frazier, black actress, and you'll see who's the girl who was in the bathtub with Superfly. But I can understand it influenced you, and then the thing you really wanted to do got smashed now just because you couldn't read or write. Why, why people want to act like that? you know? But in turn, they end up giving you your education because you went to prison, and in prison you learned to read. And 300 write. books. 300 books. Three
3: hundred books. Wow. Three hundred books. So you're all, also business, all business. All business. All business. That's how I learned how to do this here. That's How, how that's to write. How so
2: you mean. have two books you've written? I got three books. Three, okay, so now tell me the titles, because as we're wrapping up, we're down our last couple of minutes. The first book is called what? Rick Ross, The Untold Autobiography. Rick Ross, The Untold Autobiography. 21 Keys to Success. 21 Keys
3: to Success. And Yourself. Yourself. And it's just a picture of you on the cover. Yourself. What is yourself about? Uh, what, it, it basically, uh, financial literacy. You know how important mm. it is to, to, to have financial literacy.
2: So you're saying we can't just make the money and spend it. We got to actually work it some kind of way.
3: We got to. We got Damn to. And it. we got to work it. We got to work it for our community. Exactly. Well,
2: another thing. I want to say another thing right here about Tiffany Haddish. She is building a grocery
3: store in our community. All right. Go ahead. That's dope. Shout out to mm. Tiffany. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to put our money back into our community. We got we to gotta help the ones who are not as fortunate enough to, to help themselves. You know, it's crazy that we're probably the most homeless people in this country. No way mm. we should be that making $1.2 trillion a year.
2: Thank I you, Mike. swear to God. Thank you, brother. Tell people how they can find you so they can get the books and find out more ideals and even book you to speak for them motivationally.
3: Yeah, that just Google me, just Google me, Wikipedia me. You know, I'm all over the internet. But I got Facebook, Instagram, uh Freeway Rick on on Instagram, Freeway Ricky Ross on Facebook. But I, but I'm all over the place, and, and and you can book me. I'm expensive, though. They, they don't really want. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I don't got expensive Mike I ain't, I ain't doing no more $300 gigs And all that stuff, no days are over Well I appreciate
2: you sir and thank you So much, I love you my friend I appreciate you saying yes and coming on And telling us some of your truths And getting people's appetites wet so they can go And get the book and
3: find out the rest of it I love you, thank you for coming And make sure you come to the grand opening I know you don't smoke, but I still want you To come through and just say hi Do you know dispensary. the name of it
2: What? L.A.'s kingpin. L.A.'s kingpin. So you're going right back where you started. Not Why but not? in Why not? a legal way I love you my uh, friend Thank you We can do hey, it everybody. too We can do it too
3: <laughs> I love you
2: Hey everybody You've been listening to me Talk to my friend Freeway Ricky Ross Right here on Michael Talks To everybody You can also catch me Five days a week On my morning show uh, The Michael Kaya Morning show And I even got An Indiegogo Fundraiser out there Y'all I'm about to do some things Go to Indiegogo Put in Michael Kaya uh, The King of Venice Beach You'll see what happens Meanwhile I'll see you At our next show We do three Real new ones every week Right here on Michael Talks That everybody have an amazing day Let no one steal your rainbow And remember life is a garden if you dig it I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok, that's Michael Kaya135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or, if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show, that's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later.
0: Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fairs. Discover more at Viking.com.
1: What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here.
0: And I'm Austin Hankwitz.
1: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks.